Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 106. Today, I'm going to talk about Imbolc and what the season or this turn of the wheel means to me and how I kind of honor it. My dogs are fighting in the background, evidently, so sorry if you hear a bunch of barking. (laughs) Um, And we're also going to talk about um, manifesting and planting those seeds of intention around this time of the year and gardening. Yes, we will include things that you could do in your apartment if you don't have a space to put an outdoor garden in. So, before I do that, I promised that we would do a little smoke cleansing and a card pull. So, let's get to that. So, today for my herb of choice to uh, burn, we are burning rosemary. It's a stick that one of my friends gave me and I freaking love it and I only burn it like sparingly because I don't want to run out because <laughs> it was a really nice gesture. So, um, let's get this thing burning. All right, we're smoke clearing my mic and the computer and my cards that I'm about to draw from. Awesome, now we're just gonna set this off to the side. All right, now let's get to the cards. I am pulling from the Spellcasting Oracle cards. I love this deck. Um, I have more decks, but I tend to just focus on this one for right now. Um, So let's do this one, and then I'm gonna draw one from my Uh, Witch's Kitchen Oracle cards. Um, I thought it'd be cool to do an herb one since I'm going to talk about planting a garden. So this is what's what's the outlook for this week? What's the most important thing we need to know about this week? All right. I got the compassion card. So this card, it has this woman who looks burnt out as shit and she's like holding the earth. Basically just, you can see how beautifully compassionate she is and that she's taking in all of this pain and suffering from everybody else. So I call this the um, empath burnout card. Um, This is a reminder to everybody to, you know, Guard your energy, you know, do your bubbling up, ground yourself, and when it's time, um, when you feel that you cannot do anymore or you're going to be pouring from an empty cup, empty cup notice that, recognize it, and start saying no. <laughs> it's great to have compassion and empathy for everyone and the earth, but this is a reminder to take care of yourself, okay? All right, I've got my next deck. That is the Witch's Kitchen Oracle Cards a little bit all right I always smash mine on like I do the little I don't know why it just feels like maybe it gets a little sound clearing in it I don't know anyway here's our card we have aloe vera aloe vera is a soothing herb it heals and soothes irritated skin so we can use this herb on our magical practice to bring peace and to soothe (laughs) our nerves our emotions that we're going through it is you know, mercury and retrograde at the moment. So um, using aloe in your spells or keeping one in your home brings peace and calmness and healing. So that's a great herb to work with. Honestly, cannot believe I actually remembered to do those things. So I'm like patting myself on my ass being like, yeah, at a girl, you remembered. <laughs> okay, anyway, so today we're going to talk about planting the seeds of, in- of intention. This is the time of the year where you start to see little bits of spring in my area. I know other areas that are warmer, you're going to see it 
you know, a lot more prevalent, like, signs of spring. But what I can see right now is, like, sometimes if you, if I pay attention to, like, the grass in my pasture, there's, like, tiny little bits of underneath all of, like, the old grass, some that's green coming up. Um, It's very hardly visible, but it's there. (laughs) Um, So it's a fun time to go outside and notice the sounds and the smells and the sights of nature and how it's changing into this new season. In bulk was the halfway mark between um, winter and spring. So we're halfway there. (laughs) All right. It's had a Bon Jovi moment. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm not going to go into in bulk too much because it's already been yesterday and today's in bulk for me. Um, but I'll let you know kind of what this means for me and my practice. So it's time to plant the intentions that I have for like, I try to go, okay, well, this is what I want for the first quarter, second quarter, whatever. I plant goals or intentions for each quarter of the year. So if so yesterday and today, I worked on what I want out of this year. What I what do I want to contribute to, to society? Um, all of those things. I wrote them down. Um, I burnt them and I let them go in the wind. It was kind of windy yesterday afternoon and it was great. So it was really simple for me. Um, I don't do a whole lot of crazy big rituals during Imbolc, but I do note like, okay, we're halfway there. Um, and I do think about what I want for this next year. Um, I also will make sure that I do gratitude, um, practices during this time, especially just, you know, thank, (laughs) thank my deities, my, um, spirit guides, my spirit team for helping me get through this cycle and into the next one. Um, so I start thinking about planning my garden as well. So (laughs) this is my favorite part of Envelk. To me, it's, I, I either buy my seeds or I start planting my seeds, my physical seeds for my garden at this point. And I haven't gotten all my seeds in. I only have like about a quarter of them in. And what I did was get the plants that usually take a little longer to um, sprout up. And I start those inside um, on in bulk. So that's what I did. And as I'm planting, so it's not, to me, it's not just planting, you know, putting a seed in a dirt. Um, so say I'm planting rosemary. And rosemary for me is a clearing, um, kind of an energy clearing and protective herb. So that's what I'm planting it for. So while I'm planting the seeds, I'm, I'm telling that seed, you know, um, I'm intending it to grow up and become a beautiful herb and a plant that I can use for protection and I thank it. It sounds really, really like crazy plant lady, but I love planting that way. It just makes it feel more witchy and more intentional to me when I do plant my seeds like that. So why do you plant seeds? Why do I plant a garden? Why even try to grow plants? (laughs) So first of all, it's communing with nature. Whether you're planting some herbs inside your apartment in a window or you're planting um, a vegetable vegetable garden outside. It's communing with nature. You're creating that connection between you and the energy of mother nature, the earth, whatever you want to call it. It's immensely grounding. It's great. (laughs) I really love playing in the dirt and planting things. It really makes me feel centered and grounded. Um, and also you can grow your own herbs rather than buying them, which I love. And I know that not everybody has that luxury of, of growing your own herbs, but 
If you do, it's a wonderful, wonderful practice. I love um, being able to harvest the things that I plant um, and use them in my practice. I feel like the energy that I put into growing and caring for them is reflected in how powerful the the herbs and plants that I that I harvest are. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm just a crazy plant lady, but I absolutely love that part of my practice. Um, it also, growing your own plants and herbs, creates connection to your deities if you can like grow um, the herbs or flowers that they like for offerings and then offer your deities those in offering bowls after you harvest them. It's a wonderful practice. Um, I highly recommend it if you work with deity deities or deity. <laughs> um, also, you can grow plants native to your ancestors. So um, right now I have a couple um, flavors, <laughs> versions of lavender that I'm growing that would have been native to some of my um, my ancestors. Um, and I do, I, I'll forget, so I'll just let you know, I do get like the strange or rarer um, plants from Crimson Sage Nursery online. They are incredible and the plants always come to me nice and healthy um they're not seeds so they do come to me as like a little a little sprout or a not sprout it's a bigger than that um a little plant uh and I have a couple different uh versions of sage that I also got not white sage they're different kinds of sage um that is native to some of the places where my ancestors would have been Another reason to plant things is that it gets you <laughs> into a routine. And routines are great for our little human minds. We love routine. Um, I get up in the morning. I start my coffee. I go check on my plants. I water them if they need watered. Um, I have grow lights grow lights here in the house to start all my seeds. So I turn on my grow lights and just kind of check all of my all my little plant babies out and the big ones out and make sure they're all good to go once summer hits or spring hits and I have things outside that's part of my routine as well I go outside and I start my water um cycle uh, on certain days we can only water on certain days here in town so I, I make sure that I start nice and early so I can get the full benefit of the day and get all of my plants and um, vegetables and everything uh, uh, watered appropriately <laughs> So something else that I started doing is planting edible flowers. This is such a fun thing because it's flowers you can eat. And if you have little ones, if you have kids, this is fascinating to them to grow a flower and then be able to like put it on their food. <laughs> so anyway, here are some of the ones that I really like. Um, Nasturtium, and that comes in like a really fun orange and yellow colors, but it also comes in black. Oh my gosh, do you hear that train? It has been so bad here with the trains. They've been honking like more than normal. So instead of honking like four times, they do like six now. And it's ridiculous. So I'm going to stop. No more ranting about trains. <laughs> anyway, so nasturtiums come in uh, orange, yellow. They, I think they come in like a burnt orangish red color too. But they also come in black, which is kind of witchy. Lavender is edible. Um, strawberry blossoms, like, I don't want to, like, deadhead my strawberry bush, but you can eat the blossoms. Um, pansies are colorful, and you can also eat those. Dandelions, hibiscus, 
Um, what else? Oh, chamomile, um, lilacs you can also eat, and sunflowers. So some of the things that you can do with your edible flowers, you can bake bread and you can kind of like lay these on top to make them beautiful. You can put them on pies. You can, um, a lavender lemon uh, bread is absolutely Oh, amazing. So you can use them in recipes. You could also use them in desserts. So if you're making a pie or a cake, you can use it to like garnish and decorate it for like a ritual um, meal. If you're having, if you really, really celebrate things like to the nines and you have a big feast, like just say on, uh, I don't know, summer, uh, midsummer. If you have this huge feast, you can make a cake and take all the flowers that you have um, grown so far and kind of decorate that it's just a really great way to bring nature into your um into your ritual and your and your daily life you can use those things to feed your soul and your body which i find fascinating Another thing that I really highly recommend is that you can pick a spot, you know, whether it's a windowsill or a corner in your house or or a space on a shelf or outside and a part of your lawn or your your garden area you can make a living altar to the earth to Gaia to whomever um, you can plant flowers and kind of make that your spot where you can meditate I love a spot in my yard where I have a little like I don't know it's a cluster of rocks and some stuff that the lady that used to live here had made um and I like to sit candles on top of the rocks and light them and it's just a great experience it's my little peaceful spot in the yard um and I highly recommend it if you do have the space because I can go out there and I can sit in the in the lawn get my bare feet in the grass look at some candles and it just looks beautiful and it's a great experience so I highly recommend it if you can <laughs> um some of the other reasons to plant a garden <laughs> or flowers even if they're like potted flowers outside your door whatever it is um I highly recommend planting native species um for your lo like local wildflowers that would grow in your area for the bees for the butterflies for the birds all of that good stuff. It's it's a lot of fun to see all the wildlife come in and interact with your garden. If you are doing like a butterfly garden or bee garden, whatever it is, if you have a little spot for them, make sure they're varied colors and sizes of flowers and that you do not use any pesticides. That will kill the bees. It will kill the birds. It's, it's not good. Um, there are great alternatives to pesticides that you can use. Um, some of the sites um, I want to mention, I'm going to put all of these in the show notes and then I will also put them in the groups because some of these have like a really long URL, but you can go to, um, it's, I can't even pronounce it, it's xerces.org and that is to me the best site for pollinator flowers. You put in like your state and it'll come up with uh, a list of flowers that you can plant for native insects, um, for the butterflies, the bees, the types of bees that you have there and the birds. It's a great website, I highly recommend it. Um, there's one specifically just for birds. Um, let's see, whichever, oh, 
there's a native plant finder if you want to start repopulating native plants. That's nwf.org, and they have a, a zip code search there as well. I will make sure that I get all of these. There's a Protect Your Bees site that you can also get tips on how to create, you know, a little space to help the bees out. I really feel like this is like giving back <laughs> to, to nature. I think an article I read said um, one out of three bites, like one out of three things you eat daily is attributed to a bee. Like the bee is the reason you have that thing to eat. So we should be very thankful that they're alive and help um, help keep them <laughs> alive. So I think gardening is an amazing way to do that and give back to Mother Earth. Um, another thing that I think I'm going to do this year, I had no idea, but you know the big monarch butterflies that come and they do their big migration? They are actually dwindling down, and that made me super sad. Um, an article I read said in 1997, there were one billion or more, like that's a rough estimate, of the of monarch butterflies that migrated from the U.S. to Mexico for winter. Um, now there are less than 57 million. So that's a, they went down by a lot. And partially that's because a lot of the milkweed crops were, were no longer, they're no longer harvesting that. And they replaced it with different things like corn. So the monarch butterflies are losing their food source. So, um, one thing that you can do is plant milkweed. So I'm going to put a little side of my wildflower flower space. I have a space that I just kind of let go wild. And that's amazing because all kinds of things come in when you let things just go wild. I plant um, those little packs of, um, of seeds and I just kind of like sprinkle them all around. And um, I'm going to plant milkweed in there this year so that if I get some monarch butterflies come through, they have something to eat. Another thing that you should think about when you're planting an outdoor garden is providing some kind of water for um, the bees, the birds, and other insects like um, like butterflies. I like to use, I have like a big, I don't know, there's like stone or whatever bird bath that was here when we moved in. Um, you put a bunch of marbles in there or something like that so that the bees can kind of land on them and not drown themselves. That's an amazing um, and pretty thing you can do so you can use those cheap little glass things, they're like glass pebbles, I guess, from the dollar store. You can buy all kinds of different colors and that helps attract the bees too. And you kind of kind of sprinkle them in there and make it pretty and keep water in there. And it's really fun because you can see bees and butterflies. I love seeing what kind of birds stop by and get a little drink. Um, so definitely some kind of water source. If you are, you know, want to go all out and have a garden pond, that would be so cool. But my husband, I think he would draw the line if I said I want him to dig me a hole so that I can have a garden pond. That that might be too much. <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe I can get him to swing it. I don't know. It's one of my I wish I had things. It's on my list. <laughs> so, um, and even then, if you have one of those, you can put, you know, goldfish and put aquatic plants in there for the different other kinds of wildlife that might need to come in. Like we get frogs. That's one reason I really want a pond is because we have little tiny baby frogs that I find in the yard and I'll pick them up and try to put them in this one spot, my wild spot where I know nobody's going to mow the lawn and stuff, but it'd be really cool to have a pond for them. 
So I wanted to go over some easy plants that are edible and are really helpful and useful in uh, a witchcraft practice. And you can grow these indoors or outdoors. So I want to start with calendula. That's an edible, beautiful orange and yellow flower. And it heals like medicinally. You can use it in salves to heal and uh, like little scrapes and skin irritations. It's great for that. Um, for our witchcraft practice, it's also great for healing and it protects. It's also got that sun energy, so it's it's a real vibrant energy that comes off of it, and I, I really, really like them, and you can eat them. Um, the next one I want to talk about is rosemary. I love rosemary so, so much. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I'd talk about this herb probably more than any other herb, <laughs> but I love it in my food, and I like to use it in magic. It's edible. It protects and enhances memory. It's a great herb, all-around herb to use in your witchcraft craft practice. I use it to clear my energy in this home probably more than any herb that I have. And I have it, like I said, at the beginning of this, I have a, a, a stick uh, uh, that my friend gave me that she had made. And then I also have like loose herb that I grew from my garden. I keep it and then I use it on a charcoal disc and I'll use that to smoke cleanse my house. It's great in spells as well. It's kind of like the clear quartz of herbs to me. It's really useful for all kinds of different purposes. I've even heard of it being used in love magic. The next one is basil. It's edible. You can use it in food. And also for like the, the magical properties, it's great for money magic um, to increase your luck. And it's a mood elevator as well. Next one is mint or any kind of mint. There's like a billion different kinds of mint. I think I grew uh, a chocolate mint, a lemon mint, plain mint, spearmint. I can't remember if that was it or not. But anyway, they're really easy to grow. The only thing is with mint, um, if you don't want it to just like take over whatever area you're planting it in your yard, um, then you might want to put it in a container. <laughs> I had to put mine in containers because they went crazy. But they're easy to grow. They're great for money magic to ward off evil, um, elevates your mood. You can use it in teas. It's also great for cleansing. I use mint. I will, I will burn mint and rosemary together quite often as like a really great uh, cleansing duo, you know, for smoke cleansing. The next one is chamomile. It's really easy to grow. It's edible. You can use the leaves and the flowers. The leaves for tea, the flowers as well. It promotes peace, calmness. It's a great sleep aid. So if you're doing spells for peace, um, maybe to help anxiety, you want to put, put make a make a spell bag or something cam for calm and peace. Chamomile is an amazing herb for that. There are a lot more herbs that you could grow, but I wanted to just list off some easy ones to grow and something that you can find anywhere. So I was at the dollar store uh, last week and they already have some of their gardening stuff out and I was kind of, I was looking for the little figurines because I love the little garden figurines that they have in there because I use them for um, decorating like my altars and I've gotten to the age where I want to put like garden statues everywhere. Like I cannot get enough of garden statues. I don't know if that's like something that comes with being over 40, but anyway. So I was looking through that aisle looking for little cute things to put in my garden and I noticed they had herb kits. So they were in little pots. The seeds were already in there. They were in the little seed pod type thingies in a, in a pot. And all you had to do was add water, stick them in your windowsill and, you know, wait for them to pop up. So you can find these at the dollar store. There were all kinds of herbs in the little herb packets there. 
you can pretty much find everything the potting soil the pots and the seeds there if you wanted to do it that way and get it really inexpensively and you can totally grow those in your apartment really easy or if you have like a front door but no yard like a townhome or something you could put large pots outside and grow them um, in front of your like entryway or something I also saw some stackable planters. So it was really cool. Like you, they looked like um, like a three leaf clover and you kind of like would put one down and then you turn the next one and stick it in the slots and you can make it as high as you want. And I think that would be really great for an apartment or like a balcony planter to put those little stackable ones and you could do your entire herb garden in one stack, like one long stack. I think that would be really neat. If I can remember to get them next time I go. I'm for sure going to get some so I can put um, some of those herbs I love to put just in front of my house, like in my entryway or right right outside my door to like bring in all that great energy and invite in the energy that those herbs um, correspond with. So I want to talk about, you know, kind of um, witchy garden design and care. Like how can you make like you know, I have plenty of friends that have gardens that aren't witches, but how can you make it part of your practice? So one of the things that I love um, that I'm going to try this year is to look up the, the flowers and plants that I have that I want to plant and then their associated element and then plant that correspond plant the plant in the corresponding direction in my yard so I'm going to set up a little area where I have like the you know spirit and earth herbs the air herbs fire herbs um and water you know the the water herbs and I'm going to put them in the the their designated spots in the yard as far as direction goes I think that would be a really I don't know, just seems witchy as shit to me to do that, to have them all in my yard according to element and direction. I think that's going to be really neat. You can also plant containers in like a pentagram um, shape and the space in the middle would be for you to sit and meditate. That's um, something that I've been planning. I, I have a little spot in my yard that I do that, but I'm going to move it um, and make a little pentagram space for me to sit in the middle of. And I think that's going to be really cool. Um, another thing you can do is to plant on the waxing moon and harvest on a full moon. You don't have to do that, but it's something that I see a lot of um, articles written about and harvesting and planting as far as moon cycles. You can get really into it and plant on the uh, during during the planet's uh, presence I guess <laughs> as far as the moon goes um, that corresponds with your plants something really cool to do is to decorate your pots and all of your containers with runes or sigils that um, boost the intent of the plant flower or herb that you've planted so let's just go with rosemary again <laughs> so um, say I have a planter outside full of rosemary or that's what I planted in it and I am going to want to use this rosemary for protection so I would draw a sigil for protecting my home um, and I would draw that in like paint on the outside of the of the container and decorate it probably with glitter um but you know you do it however you want to do it but that's something that you can do to integrate your spiritual witchcraft practice into your gardening it's kind of like doubling down on the intention of that herb something else that's just witchy as shit is a moonflower garden um, moonflowers bloom 
at night <laughs> to the moon and having that spot outside where you can go outside, sit with your flowers, commune with the moon and honor that divine feminine. I think it'd be really cool uh, addition to anybody's garden. And then finally, I want to talk about compost and how you fertilize. So when we do that and we do it in an organic way because of all of the birds, the bees and the, and the other insects, um, it's almost like offering an offering to Mother Earth when you put that, you know, when you put that care and you start a compost pile or a compost bin or something and you feed your plants this great uh, organic fertilizer it's like giving back to the earth and caring for the earth and it's a gratitude practice so I I think that would be a really fun um, thing if you have the space and uh, the materials in order to to create a compost and I'm not going to talk about baneful plants or herbs very much because that would be an entire other episode Um, we kind of talked about that with with Kobe already but if you are going to plant uh, baneful and poisonous herbs outside. Please keep it up off the ground so no bunnies or chipmunks or anything like that can want to get at it and also put a barrier around it so nothing's like, you know, snacking on it. Uh, I don't know as if I will put anything outside besides maybe the foxgloves, um, maybe a few others, but I will have a little fancy thing around it, like the little garden fence that's kind of short just to keep the rabbits out because I really don't want the rabbits in there. <laughs> Um, but just be careful where you plant it. If you have kids next door, um, and you're planting something that's poisonous, please let your neighbor know. So just don't let your, don't let their kids touch your plants. Um, because, you know, kids are kids. Around here, kids just run wild and they may be in your yard at any point during the summer. Um, we have kids around here play this weird game that they like it's like hide and seek with cars it's weird but anyway people are on the ground running and they often will run through our yard and mess around so for me it's like I put a I'm put up little signs that say poison (laughs) I'm like dude don't come in here but if you have small children that cannot read please let somebody know hey neighbors don't let your kids come over and pick these flowers they are poisonous um so just be aware and I know a lot of you probably don't live outside and live in apartments, townhomes, condos, or whatever, but there are always ways to incorporate nature and gardening, even if it's a small small space, like little window, um, those little, I don't know, rectangle windowsill ones. You can stick it on a balcony if you have a balcony. There are all kinds of ways to incorporate gardening and plants into your life even if you live in a space where you can't go outside and plant you know a big vegetable garden or witch's garden outside um I have a lot of plants in my home that probably will never go outside because they're that poisonous but I always put them in a safe spot and I use them in my witchcraft practice a lot now um I use them to meditate with um if you don't want you know, poisonous ones, you can use other plants to connect with, put them in your home. Um, according to the directions, again, you can put them in spaces in your ho- home that correspond with the element, just like I would outside. You can do all of these things um, in a different way and do them inside. You just got to get creative and keep an open mind about gardening in an apartment. I'll be sure that I put all of the places I get seeds from, um, my witchy seeds, my flower seeds, herbs, and like my regular garden, um, 
my vegetables and stuff. I'll make sure I put all of those links in the show notes. I'm going to repost them in the Witchy Woman Friends group and the Coven. So check that out. If you can't get to the show notes for some reason, um, I will be posting those in those groups. So you have all of the information. You're going to have all of the native species, native plant places that you can search to nurture the insects and birds and uh, bees in your area. Um, another thing I just wanted to remind everybody, it is Mercury and retrograde at this time. I think we'll be here through, I think it ends on February 21st, I believe. So just be aware, ground yourself, be mindful in um, how you are communicating, whether it's in person, online, whatever it is, just be mindful. Please don't stress about it. Um, stressing about it will not help. <laughs> so be be mindful and move through it so stay grounded get enough sleep drink your water and all of the stuff to take care of yourself okay and i hope everyone has an amazing rest of your week and i guess that's all i have so until next time stay witchy bye bye